content warning on this story as this piece mentions topics of sexual violence and rape. On October 18th, after a three-month-long trial, Paul Flores was found guilty for the 1996 murder of Kristen Smart, and his father Ruben was found not guilty after being accused of helping his son bury the body. Paul Flores was convicted of willful, deliberate, and premeditated murder in the first degree with his sentencing date set for December 9th. Cal Poly Safer interns Leila Burak and Callie Kidder organized a candlelit vigil supported by Mustang News and Cal Poly Safer to honor Kristen Smart. Kidder and Burak came together quickly to plan this event. We were anxiously awaiting the verdict of the trial. And so the day that it was announced, we were like, okay, we really need to make a plan and figure out how we're going to move forward. This event both paid tribute to Kristen Smart's life and addressed Dating Violence Action Month. They quickly planned this event, and by 5 p.m. that Friday, October 21st, people gathered on the Health Center lawn to hear from the six speakers. To start off the event, Kidder gave a brief premise of what to expect. And my hope is that tonight, whether you came here knowing a group of folks or not knowing anyone, you experience a community of healing, empathy, and support. After Kidder spoke, her co-organizer of this event, Burak, spoke as well. Burak's introduction mentioned important topics about the case for attendees to keep in mind throughout the vigil. Despite the intense amount of media attention, Kristen was much more than a headline on the news. Although some relief is felt today by recent developments in Kristen's story, we must acknowledge this, that the struggle for Kristen, the Smart family, and all survivors is not over. While the courtroom doors close, ours will stay open. After Burak's speech in Kidder's opening, Kara Simonyago, assistant director of well-being at Cal Poly and who also oversees Safer specifically with her position, came up and spoke about Safer's involvement with Kristen's story. She spoke and gave a really powerful message about how Kristen's story is not a cautionary tale. The birth of Cal Poly Safer's program started from Kristen's disappearance when students and faculty grew concerned about the safety of the community. And not a lot of people know this, but Cal Poly Safer sadly would not exist as it does today without Kristen. Our program was established 26 years ago because of her tragedy, because of her loss. It is the worst case scenario for why or how a program should exist on a college campus. How her life ended is not a cautionary tale of what not to do because Kristen did nothing wrong. One in 26 years is still too much. After Simonyago's speech, two friends of the Smart family, Therese and Jeanette, spoke on behalf of the family and wanted to represent them since Kristen's parents were not there. I received a message from a woman named Therese, and Therese is a good friend of the Smart family. And so she came and kind of spoke on behalf of them um, and just shared how that family means so much to her. And so it was really cool to have her and other friend, Jeanette, who was there to support her um, on behalf of the Smart family. That was really cool. Kidder was notified an hour before the event that these two wanted to speak that evening. We had justice served this week, but we need to continue to keep you safe. You all have taken away so much of the pain that has been such a part of the Smart family for decades. The Smarts want to share their immense gratitude for the incredibly committed sheriff's team and stellar prosecution team and is keeping Paul Flores 
in jail behind bars there. I'd like to end with this direct quote from Denise Mart, who I love with all my heart. This community has been the wind beneath her wings and the way she gets through every single day is the love that she feels from all of us, from friends, from community, and from all of you in Cal Poly. So thank you so much. Please stay safe. And um, we've got more to do. Onward. Following this surprise addition to the ceremony, the mayor of San Luis Obispo, Erica Stewart, spoke, who is also a Cal Poly alumni. Along with the previous speaker, Simoniago, Stewart is also involved with campus well-being. When we lose someone, we don't want to remember the worst things ever. We want to remember the best things about this person in our life. As mentioned earlier, Kristen was a daughter. She was a sister. She was a friend. And we want to remember these moments. You know, she was coming to school here, living in the residence halls, adulting. And adulting at that time was with, you know, a pager at best. So <laughs> when you think about kind of living her best life at that time, what that was like, I really hope that this little bit of closure that we can have in our community with Paul Flores being in jail, that we can remember those positive moments. Cal Poly ASI President Gracie Babatola came up and spoke afterward. While she was a daughter, a Mustang, a friend, it is important that we recognize that before all of those things, she was a human being. Her relationship to others should not map what she was as a human being who deserved to feel safe on this campus, who deserved be here on campus doing Mustang Family Weekend with her children. Mustang News reporter Nico Buenuela had been reporting on the case daily for the entirety of the trial and spoke at this event. Buenuela was the final organized speaker. There was a lot of humanity missing in that courtroom that affected me a lot in a lot of ways that I don't think I'll ever comprehend. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to see everyone come together in a human way to honor her life in a way that I don't think was present in the courtroom. From what I know about Kristen, she was an extraordinary girl. She came from an extraordinary family who loved her unconditionally. And she did very ordinary things that we all do. And I want to reiterate that point that was made earlier. Um, that there's no lesson to be learned from the actions that she took. That there's a lot of actions to be taken from what happened to her. Grief is a monster, and it's multiplied when people are taking us from us unrighteously, too soon, for no reason. I didn't know Kristen, but I feel her life surrounding me, and I feel her memory in every person who's ever been touched by her. Kristen represents the worst case scenario, which a lot of the students on this campus still very righteously fear. I think a lot of students at Cal Poly feel connected to her because she's just like them. As extraordinary as she was, she was a regular student who made regular decisions, which we all make all the time. After all six organized speakers came up for their speeches, Kitter and Burak gave the people in the audience the opportunity to speak about this event or subjects through an open mic as a way to help people process. 
A woman who used to live a few doors down from Kristen in Muir Hall came up and spoke and shared her memories she had with her from 1996. She was in San Luis Obispo that weekend for Parents Weekend as her daughter is currently a freshman at Cal Poly. I remember her very, very well. The long blonde hair, she was so tall, and I'm tall, so she was taller than me. And I remember because she'd always come in the bathroom and she'd have all her stuff. And um, always the nicest person. Um, and I remember that weekend and the weeks after that, like nothing else. Um, Kristen's story and life impacted so many of us that were students back then, particularly females. Um, the reason I'm here this weekend is actually because my daughter is a freshman living in the dorms here. And nothing made me happier than to see that, the verdict the other day. Um, and I'm surprised I'm so emotional, but this brings up a lot, you know. Kristen lived in the Red Bricks and Muir Hall when she attended Cal Poly in 1996, and the health center is located near Crandall Way, which was the street where the party was at the night she went missing. Then her and Paul Flores were seen walking up the same path that was walked during the vigil, up to the Red Brick dorms where Kristen was last seen. This event brought together many people within the community to help grieve a 26-year-long story. And like I'm very much one of those people as well who just like wants to distract and avoid and move forward. But being able to like really sit and like have waves of emotion come through my body and feel that with 200 people around me was really, really powerful. I hope this never happens again. And I think Kristen should be with us today with her kids. I hope everybody who feels affected by her story has a chance to appreciate her life for the beautiful things that it consisted of, for the relationship she had with her family, for the relationship she had with her friends, and for all the love that surrounded her and still surrounds her today. Thank you again for all being here with us this evening. Jordan Treble, the Mustang News on KCPR.